Hi, this is Jeff Thigpen, Guilford County Register of Deeds. And I'm Carly Malcolm, lead for North Carolina Fellow for Guilford County from the UNC School of Government. And welcome to the Good Grief Podcast. Have you ever lost a loved one and had to figure out what to do? Have you ever felt alone and overwhelmed? Did it make you wonder why on earth this is all so complicated? In this podcast series, we bring together community partners to talk unapologetically about issues of death and dying. We answer questions about funerals, hospice, estates, and more to give our listeners the knowledge they need to make decisions for themselves and their loved ones. We want everyone in Guilford County to know that they're supported, that we live in a community where we cannot only live and live well, but when we die, we can also die well because we care. So we thank you for joining us for the Good Grief Podcast and for taking this step to be better prepared for end-of-life challenges. This is the Good Grief Podcast. I'm Jeff Thigpen, Guilford County Register of Deeds, and I'm joined with Carly Malcolm, who is the lead for NC Fellow from the North Carolina Institute of Government. Today, we have a very special guest, a fellow department director in Guilford County Government, Robert Shelley. Robert is the director of Guilford County Veterans Services. He came to Guilford County in October of 2018 from Cumberland County, where he was the veteran services officer. Down there, he was the president of the Cumberland County Veterans. Robert served in the United States Marines for 20 years, retiring as a staff sergeant and has a bachelor's degree from Ashford University in human resource management and services. Robert has veteran services offices in both Greensboro and High Point. And I just want to say, Robert, that as a fellow department director, I have really appreciated your commitment and vision to the office and your support of veterans. So thank you for being with us. Thank you, sir, for having me. Robert, where did your passion come from in terms of serving veterans? When you look at a position like this, it's not a job, it's a way of life. Um, as a Marine veteran for 20 plus years, honorably discharged, um, once I retired, um, I looked back on 1997 when my father passed away and there was a gentleman who helped us with his benefits. And since retiring from the military, all I've been is in public service. And this was a logical step for me to turn into because those individuals that we help we're making a significant impact on their lives. So looking at the gentleman who helped us with my mother, I want to give back the same to Gifford County and the surrounding counties as well. So your father was a vet? Yes, my father was a Marine as well. Was a Marine as well. Have it in the blood and the family, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how do veterans access support services in Gilford County? You can ca- contact us in a multitude of ways via email. R. Shelley at GuilfordCountyNC.gov or 336-641-4684. And currently we only have two veteran service officers in Guilford County. So we would ask you to be a little patient with us as a turnaround time may be a little lengthy, but we're in the process of hiring two new veteran service officers that will bring the office to four people. And that's been a real commitment that you've made as a leader in that department is to really look at staffing levels in, in, in Guilford County and making sure that they're adequate uh, to serve the public, right? Absolutely. When you look at the staffing levels, what my vision would be is a team that could both do office support and out in the community for outreach, getting to those veterans where they are. So, and especially during this time of COVID, you want to be able to go to their homes, places of business, public libraries, somewhere 
where they don't have to travel a far distance. Yeah. So here we're kind of focusing on, you know, end of life issues. So when we're talking about aging veterans, what kinds of challenges do they face? Well, many of our Asian veterans don't understand the Veterans Benefits Administration and what benefits are out there for them. Um, Before we even get to that aging life cycle, we want them to apply for benefits as early as possible um, because there are some benefits that are available to them way before we get to this age where we think we may lose one of our veterans. Mm Mm-hmm. So what kind of resources are available to them in in sort of the final stages of life? In the final stages of life, you're looking at mostly the hospice care, um, veterans, um, hospital care, things that most people don't think about or prepare for, but there's ways to prepare for the end of life. But mostly it's it's surfaced around hospice care at that time. In terms of... um regular service of veterans through your office, you're probably involved with a number of community organizations or intergovernmental organizations. Can you talk a little bit about that? We work closely with um, Guilford County Continuum of Care, American Legion, Disabled American Veterans, North Carolina Association of County Veteran Service Officers. Um, There's a numerous organizations we belong to. And just recently, we became a part of the Guilford Care Program for Caregivers of Veterans, which is a very important component um, of providing services to caregivers as well. What resources are available to surviving family members of deceased veterans? When we look at our surviving spouses, whether it's male or female, what we're looking at is normally dependent Debney compensation, which is a monthly amount that they give to the surviving spouse if the veteran had filed their disability compensation claims and roughly an amount about $1,400 a month. And then you look at the widow's pension, which is an income-based program. Um, and we're still, one thing we're working on as an organization is getting away from that World War II amount, because if you look at 779, most people can't live on that mm-hmm. and it's below the poverty level. Um, there's benefits that the widow can apply for. Even we do hopeless, helpless children, other veterans due to mental or physical condition prior to the age of 18. Hmm. So can you tell us about what happens when a veteran passes away? Like, how are they honored? We're starting with the process of what happens when a veteran passes away. First, we offer our condolence and sympathy to the family. And what we would ask them before they start this process, even though it's a traumatic time, is to contact us as soon as they've contacted the funeral home because there are some proper steps you want to take prior to reporting to veterans' benefit that this veteran has deceased. Um, As we all well know in the military, not everyone gets that funeral detail. Um, Right now, due to COVID, you're not seeing many of those funeral details that go out. But nevertheless, they are given the flag. Um, What we do have with Randolph County Veterans is the detail that will come out, seven-man detail, and they play taps, they fold the flag, and they honor that next of kin of that veteran. Mm. Um, in the, particularly in the last few years, there's been a movement that, that has come up related to increasing awareness and understanding of mental health issues that veterans are facing. Um, and uh, 
you know, it, the idea of, um, the number of veterans who, um, you know, have PTSD and also issues of suicide awareness, um, and having the support they need coming back in many cases from, from combat situations. Can you talk a little bit about, um, that in general and, uh, and do you see support services and things like that, that could be available proactively to vets? Let me start off with, there are some great number of support organizations out here, especially your Veterans Hospital Administration. However, there are a shortage nationwide of mental health specialists. And when you look at the sheer number of veterans that we have coming back, not just from post-traumatic stress disorder, but the ones that are being military sexual trauma, and then some daily traumas of life, and adjusting back from a wartime conflict, or just a traumatic, traumatic event in general, what we have is a shortage of mental health specialists to deal with the issues that we have. Um, I'm thankful and grateful that Guilford County with Sand Hills are opening up two new facilities on Maple Street, and just luckily that we should be able to tie into that resource as well. But now we talk about telehealth and a lot of our veterans are receiving mental health treatment through telehealth and the psychologist could be in Dallas, Texas, could be in California. So we're no longer regionalized with how our veterans get support for mental health. The most important thing that I would speak on is that getting the veterans to talk about their mental health condition and not sitting back and having a lesser quality of life and just dealing with it themselves and suffering through a process when there's individuals who are waiting and willing to support them in all the needs that they have. Yeah, that's incredibly important to talk about the support. Um, we're going to be interviewing folks that, for example, talk about suicide awareness and, and mental health issues. And, you know, one of the things that comes up is, is that in, in some cases, people are within a culture where they, um, they don't necessarily are able, they're not able to talk about it, but they want to talk about it. And there, sometimes there needs to be particular ways and support structures that are there to help people in those situations. And I think veterans, um, are definitely a part of that category of folks. Um, because on the one hand, there's, there's the camaraderie of being in the service, the relationships that you have and some of the common experiences, and then there's some of the common needs that come from that experience. One of the things that I laughed out earlier is that the Veterans Hospital Administration has started hiring peer support specialists that deal with just the very topic that you're talking about. Um, I could sit here and talk to my brother who's an Army veteran, and he would understand everything that I'd gone through. Then I could sit here with someone else who has no experience of conflict or dealing with trauma, and they wouldn't be able to relate to me. And those peer support specialists relate in every aspect of life to what that veteran is going through. So that's been a great help to all of us. And most of your veteran service officers have gone through the same training for peer support specialists. It's having a conversation and building a rapport with the individual and having them to simply open up. It's not going to happen on the first visit. Um, me personally, I take it one step farther. I give them my personal phone number to give me a call after business hours. 
because that might be the time that they need to reach out and touch someone. And then we have the Veterans Crisis Hotline that they can call, and it'll put them in contact with someone that can talk to talk them through the trauma and experience that they're going through right now. And what we would just ask the family members to do is don't enable the veteran. If you see that they're having an issue, please reach out so that they can get the help they need. Mm. And Robert, I know this sometimes is not an easy number to, to, you know, to get it. How many, how many veterans are in Guilford County? Do you have any idea in terms of the rate? I've heard a lot of different numbers. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's not an easy number. <laughs> um, you know, I, I kind of have to hesitate when someone asks me that question because I, I don't rightly know. Um, but I do know that you all serve them well every day. Um, so with that said, ultimately, what is your vision um, as veteran service director for the county? How do you, you know, what do you want your organization to be about and how do you want to do it? Um, I always love to ask that question because it's a heart question. Um, and I know you have a, an incredible commitment to veterans. And from the moment I met you, um, I, I realized that you were special and that you were really committed to your work. And so what do, what do you see ultimately as the vision? Knowing that, of course, as a fellow department director, we all have budgets and limitations and a thousand reasons why we can't do what we need to do or want to do at any given time. We had to be pragmatists. But what's your vision? First of all, I'd like to go back and answer the question about the number of veterans that we have in Guilford County. Yeah. Roughly, when you look at it, VA says we have 35,000 plus veterans. Um, our numbers over the past two years have fluctuated due to death, incarceration, and some of the veterans moving in and out of the local area. Um, but you can't look at this position or this job in the sheer aspect of how many veterans you have, because we also service the family members. Yeah. So that number can easily double if the veteran is married, and then it could triple if you're looking at a veteran that has a school-aged child, then that child grows up at 18, and now they're entitled to a benefit depending on what compensation that veteran was receiving or is receiving. When we look at the vision and my insight of where I want this department to go. And you're correct. We do have budgetary limits. When I first took this position back in October of 2018, I envisioned a place, a building, a facility that our veterans could come to and feel warm and welcome. Just first of all, from the sheer magnitude of the building. And then as they entered and met the staff, which currently sits at four, in order to do the things that we want to do with the quality of life for our veterans, I need, desire, an outreach team that can meet these veterans that are out in the community because there are many that can't come into the facility and we still need to be able to provide them services. My passion for this job far exceeds where our budget would ever <laughs> uh, so got that. Understand. If I was standing in front of the county managers or the county commissioners now, I would simply ask for increase in staff so that we can meet the needs of the veterans and the family members of Gifford County. Yeah, that's exactly right. And as and as a fellow department director 
who will look at you and say, you don't have to say it, but I will say it is that I think that, that, you know, we need you to have a, a very strong staff department. When you talk about 35,000 veterans, at least with their family members, with two locations, you know, that is a lot of work. I mean, I am a, I'm a department that serves a lot of people in Guilford County. And I think that in your situation, it is really important to have the adequate staffing levels and ultimately the community outreach that's needed too, because there's a lot of veteran groups and a lot of people who want to make this county veteran friendly. And I know you've experienced that in the short time that you've been here and, and that staffing would help you to be able to not only serve the veterans well, but also do the community outreach, which you were involved in in Cumberland. So, um, if, uh, if the public would like to get in touch with veteran services, I know that we could go to Guilford County website um, and we'll have the veteran services website, but the direct line, I think you might've mentioned it earlier to veteran services if people would like to contact your office. The direct line to me is 336-641-4684. Um, if you call me after hours, that phone will turn over into my mobile number. So don't hesitate to reach out. We're here to provide a service, and it doesn't matter to us what time of day it is. It's a way of life for us, and every day we want to change a veteran's life. So the staff member that I have now, Miss Tracy Lundy, outstanding Army veteran. The staff completes with two military personnel. Uh, we don't just hire military personnel. We hire those who have a commitment to serving our veterans, and the greater community. So, Robert, could you talk to us a little bit about the culture within the veteran community, talking about and dealing with end-of-life issues? What happens when our veterans is quite unique. Many of these individuals, former soldiers, Marines, Airmen, Coast Guardmen, they don't share a lot of information with their spouses. And most of the time, the spouses are laughing in the dark about what benefits is out there, what the veterans' desires are for end of life. So this culture has been one, unfortunately, of very controlling of information, time, and space. And it's at that moment when the spouse is going through a traumatic time of losing that individual and have no clue. What we're finding out now in the past couple of months our most veterans are preparing their spouses for this. They're giving them that unique information that they need, that DD-214 that shows their service dates. If they're receiving disability compensation, they're making sure that they have that relevant information so that this transition is a whole lot smoother for the family. And what we would tell the family is, no matter what you're going through, we're here for you. We process all applications for you. All we need is the supporting documentation and understand that even at the end of life, that veteran is looking at honor and dignity and commitment. Mm -hmm. In terms of, um, and I know your veteran services, but when you're dealing with active military where there is death in combat, does that in any way come through veteran services or how is that facilitated? within the network of support for armed services families who lose a member of their family in combat. So on that note, that's mostly handled by Department of Defense. But what we'll get in our local community is a spouse who lost their veteran their veteran in combat. 
and we're looking at some benefits that they may be entitled to, educational benefits, hospital for Champ VA, or if they had TRICARE. And those are some of the things that we will assist them with. And even the educational benefit. We may not do the initial application for the benefit, but we still assist them in the follow-up with other benefits that they qualify for. Okay, well, Robert Shelley, Director of Guilford County Veteran Services, thank you for being a part of the Good Grief Podcast. And on behalf of myself and Carly Malcolm, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Good Grief Podcast. We want your feedback. You can visit our website at www.guilforddeeds.com. You can also email us at endoflife at guilfordcountync.gov or find us on Twitter with the handle at guilford underscore ROD. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and until next time, take care.